What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Friday, March the 10th, 8.04 p.m. Thank you so much for being live. Uh, we have Antonio Carlos right here, right? He's uh, back in full form. He was training um, uh, today with, um, I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it was yesterday. He was training yesterday uh, at uh, full training, you know, with, with the whole squad. So those are very good news. Uh, excited to have uh, our starting center back uh, back in full full form. I think uh, we definitely needed him. We're definitely going to need him against Tigres coming up. And D.C. United as well, all right? Um, we've gotten some um, games against D.C. that have been very important. The last one we lost 2-1 two, two to one in Audi Field. Uh, so a lot to talk about. Leaks Cup, brackets, uh, D.C. United. Uh, so drop us a like, subscribe to the channel, uh, hit the bell for all notifications. Thank you so much for being live with us right now. Um, and, and again, uh, support us by just clicking on that bell, subscribe to the channel. And if you're not watching this live, you're listening to Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much. Uh, make sure that you answer the survey that's going to be there as well. Uh, thank you so much for all your support. And uh, John, how are you, my friend? How's everything? Excited for what's coming. Everything's great. Yeah, I'm having a great week. I mean, what a result against Tigre as that was. Um, super happy and uh, excited for back-to-back games. You know, I love the the Saturday, Wednesday, just endless soccer. I love it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be endless soccer. And, uh, you know, let's start with um, first I want to give kudos uh to pedro galese he's in the best 11 for the conca champions uh conca Cup champions league right here for the round of 16. um you know look at that pedro galese right there ivan morena for club leon carlos melendez from motawa ramposa from the white caps olympia man olympia destroyed atlas like it was crazy like i wasn't expecting it um, Olympia, I've only heard Olympia, like the song Olympia. I've, I've heard, uh, my old high school is called Olympia, Olympia high school. So, but Olympia, CD Olympia, I know that they were four times, um, champions of Honduras, but you know, when you see Atlas and they've been the winners of the, um, Liga MX, not, not too long ago, you, you expect, you know, for what happened in Austin, uh, you know, against Austin for Violet, right? So. I mean, this is a crazy tournament. So, uh, Julian Gressel's on there, former DC United uh, uh, player. Ely Sanchez from LAFC. And uh, Mish, oh, I think I'm spelling it correctly. Mish Nader Cherry from Violet AC. Now, um, good for the Pulpo, right? I think it's he had a fantastic performance. So, definitely happy uh, for him. And uh, just to jump in real quick, uh, we're going to talk about the League's Cup. Um, the good thing about it is, and our player availability, and I want to thank Orlando City for this, um, the only one left is there, Fabian Loyola. You know, uh, we are pretty much full, healthy Orlando City squad. So I'm excited about that as of March 9th. So that's, that's, that's great to hear. You know, um, now the brackets are on uh, for the League's Cup. You know, and uh, let me go ahead and uh, share my screen right now, right here. So uh, we are going to be in the south uh, in the second um, 
bracket with Santos Laguna and Houston Dynamo. Now, uh, what are your expectations, John, uh, for this uh, tournament, especially for Orlando City? Do you think we should play some of our youth players? Do you think we should go for it, depending on what uh, happens uh, at, at Exploria, maybe? I think a lot of MLS teams are going to rotate guys in this tournament. So I think it's – if we were playing like Houston, I think it's safe to play a rotated squad, some of the reserve guys for sure. If we're playing Santos, maybe not. Again, it depends how serious – we're taking this tournament. I don't know in the order of, you know, importance for the tournaments this year, with there being so many games, whether they're going to prioritize the league's cup. Historically, it's something that Orlando city is very good at. Like we, we do well, like we did well in MLS is back. We obviously just won the open cup. Like we are known to be a good cup tournament team. So maybe they will prioritize it, in which case we're going to play, you know, the first team. I expect us to get out of the group for sure. I think if we play our first team, we'll get out of it S1 as it as it is in the bracket. So we'll be the number one, sorry, S2 winner, as it were. And I think if we play some reserve guys, we'll, we'll get out of the S2 as the second team, you know, the, the runner up in S2. So I kind of looked at where that would lay us out. But um, I don't know if you did the same thing and who we might meet because it's a little bit interesting as to where we who we might see in the next round. Now, um after so first is the group stage so let's kind of explain people first is a group stage and uh we are on the south right here s2 right and so you we're gonna play santos laguna we're gonna play houston dynamo july 21st and then we're gonna play on july 29th santos laguna both at explorer stadium okay now um the if we win both games we'll be in the top of our of our group and we will face the second um, uh, one of the second places of our of our South group. So it could be based on a draw. So it could be either Miami. It could be any of the other teams. It could be also Mexican team. It could be Cruz Azul. Well, it could actually, be if, if we win S two, then you play yeah. the S three winner, which yep. could yep. either be most likely Atlanta, Atlanta or, or Cruz Azul. Miami. So it looks like most likely. We're playing a big rival in that first round. Exactly. So uh, now if let's say we go in second, we will face, uh, you know, the second place in, in, the, in the same region. Right. And after the group stage is all knockout stages. So it's all one game. So knockout stages, which makes the game, uh, the whole league interesting at that point. Now, um, I really, in, I, I want to be honest and I, you know, I think, you know, Course Light's not going to like what I'm about to say, but I really find no no thought of doing this. <laughs> like, you know, like the whole League's Cup tournament. Like, it's just, I mean. It's just, just trying to make it like a March Madness bracket, you know? Yeah. Trying to really, it just, like, instill that sort of like, hey, it's a big knockout World Cup style tournament. And here's the bracket. And this is how it looks. And. I mean, you're not yeah. going to. I mean, first of all, there's salary restrictions in the MLS. There's really no salary restrictions in Mexico. That right there makes the the fight uneven. Now you have to understand, a lot of the MLS teams have invested a lot of money in their players. So, in my opinion, I think the level it's it's becoming very equal. Uh, it, it, the the 
hegemony uh, or, or, or the Mexican teams winning all the time, it's, it's stopping. You know, Seattle Sanders is one of the examples. Orlando City, be, you know, almost beating Tigres at their own home turf. Like that's another example. So the, the playing field is being leveled. I think these tournaments, they're all uh, MLS teams are going to be forced to rotate players. So I really don't see a point unless you find a diamond in the rough in the League's Cup. Like the next, you know, Di Maria, or I don't know, or the next Daryl DK for Orlando, right? I, I, I really don't I think don't I'll, see the point. A lot of teams are going to use it for that purpose. I think they're going to use it to give guys a chance. Like I think guys like Alex Fabian Loyola and Fabian Loyola and uh, Shaq Mohammed and Thomas Williams and Dagger Dan. And a lot of these guys who just need minutes in the league, you know, that first year they just got to break in or the second year, they just need a lot of minutes. And this is, I think, what the MLS teams will use this for. What's interesting is because the MLS has so much parity and because the way um, I think it's become more and more competitive, like the East, especially the West is very competitive, but the East this year is so competitive and teams have done so much to make their squad so much stronger is the same thing happening across Mexico or is it like a situation more in Europe where you get five or six big teams and then some lower end league teams that really don't have the squads that match up at all to those big teams. In which case, what happens when you get one of those lower end Mexican sides playing against an MLS team that doesn't ever really play against a Mexican side that often because they're not a champions league team. Right? So there's going to be some interesting matchups from this and some, some teams that wouldn't play each other normally, um, which I, I think we're all going to enjoy. I think it's a shame that uh, they haven't made more of the, you know, putting some of the big Mexican teams to play against the big Texan teams. That's really what I would love to see out of this. You know, I think that they could have done the lineup a little bit more interestingly there where you've got like a huge game where you've got Austin taking on, you know, one of the big, big Mexican teams. Yeah, definitely, you know, and, and you know, hopefully, we, you know, we'll see, um, you know, some of the youth players, you know, some of the reserves uh, making some, having some minutes. You know, Thomas Williams, fantastic um, human being, a great player. Um, Fabian Loyola, maybe even Wilfredo Rivera making an appearance in this mm -hmm. tournament for Orlando. Maybe seeing Ramiro Enrique starting there, being more, having more of a leadership role. You know, uh, or even Urgent Cara, just put him in this, put him, put him in, I'll say put him, put Cara in the League's Cup too, you know. Um, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what, what, we'll, you know, what's in store for us. Uh, let's go ahead and I read some comments. Uh, Jim D says, you, you can't hurt me. Why? I'm buying DC. Thank you, uh, Jim D. So, quoting the Bad Brains, legendary band. Jim D, we've got the depth to draw, if not beat DC. That's right. I, I agree. I think uh, Orlando, and, and, and again, I want to say this because it really upsets me because, I mean, Orlando just came from really do a great thing for the league, which, he, which is no one saw what happened in Estadio Universidad in El Volcan. No, nobody saw that coming before Orlando to tie against the second spot in the Mexican league right now. Uh, and Still, without all of that, without all of that, Google 
I don't know if it's Google or the MLS, but they're giving the winning probability to DC to win this game. 42 to 30. Now, I understand it's a little close, but still, I believe Orlando City is the better squad. They have a guy named Canoose. You know, you know, <laughs> you know, it sounds like, you know, like I'm just saying, like, I mean, no, Ruan's having zero minutes, right? I believe maybe we may see Ruan this, in this game just to play man games. Do you, do you know anything about Wayne Rooney? Um, that, that he likes to play mind games. I know every time he plays against Orlando, he does something crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe there's something behind like playing Guan. Like, I mean, often it is done that you play him against your old team. Like when we play Austin, maybe we'll play Felipe. You know, so it, I can see it happening. But also, there's obviously something going on there that he hasn't played at all. Like not even to come off the bench. So why did they why did they take him? If they're they're not gonna put him in the starting lineup, you know, I don't understand. Um, their their current right back Nahar. I don't. I haven't seen much of DC, so I don't know whether he's good enough to keep Huan out the team or not. Who knows? But so far, no minutes. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss uh, more of DC in just a minute. Well, let's dive in into what happened uh, at Estadio uh, Universidad. Uh, we we called it in a way, you know. We were saying, you know, we we're content with the draw. We're content uh, by by drawing this game against um, Liga MX side Tigres, and uh, we actually got a great great result. Orlando has a huge chance to close the you know win the whole the whole series uh, right at home. Um, I am again just like. Um, all the players in Orlando, uh, I tell people on the wall, this is the time where you need to pack Explorer Stadium. I understand it's a Wednesday, but it needs to be packed. There's a knockout stage of uh, CONCACAF Champions League, your first CONCACAF Champions League, and you're beating Tigres. It's a huge statement, not only for – and I hope I can see more purple stuff around the MLS – where they're putting our logo maybe near Austin's, maybe near LAFC's, maybe putting some of our players' faces because I feel like Orlando's going to have to definitely make – this is a huge statement. If Orlando gets it done, it's a fantastic statement for the league, and I hope the league takes it seriously and gives this, you know, this franchise what they deserve when it comes to marketing. I don't know. What do you think about that, John? Because you've been more involved in, in that type of uh, side of, uh, of marketing and you know, doing things from the club behind the scenes. I agree completely. I think it shows it shows the growth of the team for all, over all the years and and how far we've come. And I think it's. I I was thinking about the week and looking at the fixtures, and a lot of people probably put that one down as like, oh, I don't want to watch Orlando lose, you know, to Tigres at their stadium. And really, we're the best result of the week. Like Austin playing against a Haitian team that really they should beat, you know, else you know, we got Philly drawing to an El Salvador team that again, yeah. they on paper, they should really be beating. And we go away to the hardest team of the wall and we get a draw, which is an incredible result. And it set us up really, really well for the second leg. So I think we should be really proud. And people are talking about us on different podcasts about MLS and North American soccer and, podcasts even around the world and what a result this was 
to go to such a, a such a hostile Important. environment that is yeah. the the Volcan. You know, it's so so difficult to go there and get a result. Like MLS teams, I think they said on the on the broadcast, like last time an MLS team went there and didn't lose was like 2019, or it's only ever happened once. It was all down to Pedro, really. Well, let's be honest. I mean, there there was times there where they could have scored three or four goals. Gignac was, was... was all over us. And so, Pedro, once again, we said it on the podcast before <laughs> the game that if we were going to get something out of this game, we needed Pedro to be on form like he has been all season. And, and all praise must go to him because he was No, everywhere. you know, God, God save El Pulpo, for sure. Uh, I want to say... Uh, both Peruvians, I think they excelled in this game, uh, Cartagena and, and Pedro Alese. Not to say because I'm Peruvian, but I'm just saying both Peruvians definitely um, excelled. And, you know, again, we said it in this podcast, Pedro had a unsettled business in Mexico. And even though he says it in front of everybody, oh, no, it's okay, you know, things happen. Unsettled business because he was definitely told, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. For, for the sport. And he ended up going back to boyhood, um, you know, his his club, you know, Alianza Lima, right? Went to play for Alianza Lima for one season until Orlando came and knocking on the door. And he answered. And he became our keeper. So uh, a, a monster performance by the Pulpo. Uh, I mean, nothing to say, but just full leadership. Um, he had one high claim, 90 minutes, eight saves. Go ahead, John. What were we going to say? Well, I think the the worry I was thinking is that now all the Mexican teams are going to look at him and go, oh, we need a keeper next year. I know where we could go and find a very, very good keeper who we can throw a lot of money at. And the, the problem we have is we managed to keep him on his contract now, but if a team that isn't regulated by salary cap comes in, like a European team or whoever, they could throw as much money as they want at Pedro. And unless we make him a DP, we're, we're kind of limited on that. So as much as yeah, I love I, him doing well, it makes me so worried that someone's going to come and take him away from us, you know, the better he does. No, I agree with you. And I, I mean, but I have a feeling that he's really, really happy here. I mean, the way I, I could see his wife and getting settled to, to the country and to Orlando, she's very involved within the community now as well. Um, I have a feeling that, you know, if Messi comes to the MLS and the salary restrictions lower, I have a feeling that hopefully uh, we're able to keep them. Um, yeah, Mexico's going to try, but I mean, they they always put the Mexican players first there. So I I really and when it comes to a keeper, you don't see a lot of unless you're Argentinian or Brazilian, you don't see a lot of keepers from Peru going to Mexico. Pedro was one of these exceptions that uh, Veracruz, which is a very small team that it's disappeared because of uh, corruption scandals, you know, by the way, um, disappeared completely. Um, he ended up, uh, you know, he ended up being shafted by that team completely. So I really don't know if he would like to go to the MX, but I, I, I definitely can see him, Club America, making a huge Bet on him if needed be, uh, Cruz Azul, right? Um, a lot of a lot of bigger teams for sure. It just depends on Pedro now, right? Um, two clearances. Um, fifty percent of his passes were com fully completed. 
uh, 35% of long passes completed, 41 touches of the ball. But just those eight saves is just uh, – they were tremendous. I think I can't put it in, in words. Um, he, he frustrated Gignac. Gignac was like – you could see he was annoyed because it was like he's so used to just scoring, you know. And, and this was one of those scenarios where he was like, why can't I get the ball past Pedro? And, and Pedro was just relentless, would not stop. Uh, he, he was not letting them score. It was not happening. Yep. And another and, – and, again, I want to give praises to the fans too because, I mean – the fans went to the, you know, to a tough environment, you know, and uh, they felt, you know, they make the team feel feel comfortable, and you know, in the end, we have uh, massive pictures. I want to give cre a credit to uh, Mark Thor from Orlando City, uh, fantastic job. He, uh, he was mentioned; it was his first time. He was uh, actually traveling uh, with with the club, so that's fantastic. Another one that they did a fantastic job was uh, Robin Jensen. I think Robin Jensen was a great, great. You know, Orlando defended the ball very well in, in this game. I don't know what were your thoughts regarding the defense for Orlando City, uh, John. Yeah, I mean, I I think you mentioned Cartagena as well that had a great game. Jansen, I mean, Mike Mikey Holiday really stepped it up. Uh, in Mikey a Holiday huge yeah. game. I think Petrasso showed. You yeah. know, great maturity Araujo. to defend so well. Uh, Araujo had a great game. I, when when we brought on Cartagena, we're playing Araujo and Cartagena there in the defensive midfield. That really made us look a lot more solid. Yes. Um, and I think that that was a great move. It wasn't necessarily a negative move when we had to make that sub because of Enrique coming off to bring Cartagena on. He didn't necessarily make a negative move. All he did was reshuffle the guys. And, and move Mauricio forward and bring on a different midfielder. So that resulted for us being a little bit more solid, but still being able to, you know, have a few threatening attacks. Um, and Ojeda looked interesting as a, as a striker. That yeah. was a, a, something that we, you know, I didn't anticipate. But defensively, we, we looked really solid. And, then, and going into this season, I was concerned about our defense. I thought our attack will be fine. We've got so many wingers and strikers right. who are going to score goals, right? And ironically, what happens is, you know, the complete opposite. And defensively, we look very solid. And offensively, you know, we really yet to get going, if that makes sense. Like, right, we just and not really started offensively yet, sadly. Uh. I'm going to read some comments. E-Tromic, I'm here in spirit. I can hear anything as they're blasting music in this restaurant. Haha, -ha. how you doing, my friend? Enjoy your dinner, my friend. Chad Elders, Mikey Holiday is turning into a hidden gem. I completely agree. And it was his time, and he's taking advantage of the opportunities given by Oscar Pareja. I think it's fantastic. It shows a lot of maturity on him. I really wish him the best uh, on the U20s. I think he's going to be ready to represent the country. And I am nothing but, you know, happy for him. I mean, uh, of the level that he's playing right now. Um, I, for me, nothing fills me with more pride with the idea of thinking that Mikey Holiday, one of our homegrown players at some point in the near future, could most likely be paying right back for the U.S. men's national team, first team. Mm -hmm. I mean, he'd already done it for the U-20s and the U-19s. But, I, you know, that for me is what it's all about to have a player out there who we've developed from our academy who's becoming 
a really potentially top, top player in MLS. I like that even more than any signing we can do. So, yes, love Mikey's development. Let's get more guys like that through the door for sure. Now, uh, a couple of rapid fire here. Lions uh, recorded their third consecutive clean sheet to begin the 2023 campaign. Club record. It's a club record. 270 minutes uh, without giving up a goal. That is fantastic. Uh, and not having AC. That is that speaks volumes. Now AC is back, guys, and you know I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited to see AC back. Let's not rush him though. Let's let's go game by game. I think uh, maybe he should not play. Maybe he should play some minutes against DC. Maybe if he's fit, some minutes just to lose the legs up. But I think we need to save him for Tigris. I think. Um, I mean, I will put him ten minutes. Like literally, yeah. Like get get him a little bit so he can get some yeah. match fitness out there. But, uh, but definitely save him the start for for Tigres. No no need to start him against DC. It was Pedro Galeses' third shutout as well. Uh, right now, uh, he has twenty four uh, in all competitions, and also um, is um, the sixth clean sheet in sixty nine matches for Orlando City. So, um, you know. I think it, I think that's those are fantastic stats. Um, and uh, Tuesday night was Orlando's debut in the Champions League. Like just to say that what a statement that was. Um, you know, it's it's far. I mean, n n nothing compares to that night. And uh, I want to give kudos to, not I mean, just the club. You know, it was a whole operation. It was the the team. It was Oscar, the team, his staff. It was also communications that went all the way there to Mexico, too. I mean, they had to work, you know, and, and put things for people to see on Twitter and the videos and the editing and all that stuff. That's a lot of work. And then you also had the fans that travel all the way from Orlando to Monterrey, you know. Um, kudos for that. Um, it shows a lot, the growth of the club and the culture of the club thriving overseas, and uh, I'm sure people from Tigres could see now, oh, Orlando City. And they, they, they're like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about Orlando now because they almost beat me on my own turf. I, I, and now they respect us a little bit, like, you know, by doing things, not by just talking. They actually respect us by playing the sport. Um, let's read some comments here. Jim D, I'm not convinced yet that we can play offense and defense. We seem to be a one-trick pony right now. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll talk about I mean, that. I think it's hard. <laughs> I feel like we started to with uh, Enrique coming on, and I think that was great. That first like 30 40 minutes, we, we really started to get some offensive flow going, and then Enrique got you know injured and had to come off. And then he didn't bring Kara on, which was interesting, you know. He went for, I can continue to try other guys in the striker position outside of Kara, which tells me he knows what he's going to get out of Kara, and he's he's looking at other options. So. And, but I think and he's good offensively with Enrique on the field. I have a feeling, when you mention that, just to add to that, that Pareja feels that it's, it's quickness, Ramiro's quickness, and maybe Ojeda's quickness, is far better than Karras. And so he realizes there's going to be games for Kara, which we may see him in DC starting. I think we're going to see him against DC starting. 
and there's going to be games for Ramiro. So when you want to do the high press, like Paula was talking in the last show, when you want to see the high press because you're having rapid wings, right, and, and you're having a more dynamic team that plays vertically, uh, you're going to obviously have to have a short span from attack and defending. You have to come back to your position quick and press. And so you need somebody like is able to do that. And he feels maybe that Ojeda is a nine and maybe Ramiro could do that, right? So he's seen options. I think he, he, it, it was a great call. I mean, uh, I, I want to say because, I mean, not to no, say anything. I, and I think you're, no, you're 100% it, right. Yeah. I it's, mean, not to knock anything against Kara. Yeah, that's right. And it's good to have different options. So uh, let's talk about DC because uh, we're already definitely coming into DC. Um, you know, it's a game in which uh, we're going to hopefully see a familiar face. I have a theory that there is a possibility that Ruan may start, even though he has had zero minutes. But Ruan was traded to DC United, um, right? And, um, you know, what are your thoughts regarding DC? What are your expectations uh, regarding um, DC United coming up, uh, John? Well... I mean, they, they beat Toronto in their first game 3-2. But they conceded two goals, you know, to Toronto, who, yes, have some attacking threat that aren't that great. And then they conceded another two goals to Columbus last week. So that's four goals in two games. You know, they're looking defensively weak. I, a lot of people in their preseason predictions put D.C. in the lower end of the East. Oh, so yeah, this sure. is the kind of team <laughs> that we, we should be able to score a goal against, right? So I, I think that's maybe when you look at the first three teams that we had to play this year, you can attribute a little, little bit of the reason to maybe why we haven't been so offensively threatening. Rebels, like we talked about, press you very high. That created issues for us being able to build an attack. Cincinnati, like a similar issue, but we never really got going. And then the same thing with Tigres. Maybe now we're playing a team like DC where they're not so defensively strong. We'll be able to actually get a little bit more time on the, the ball, be able to build an attack, get the passes, develop the play, and actually finally get some goals in the back of the net. And for me, that's you know the most important thing. And I think I think this is a team against DC we can do that too. It, what depends is what we're talking about. I want your opinion on this, Luis, is, you know, how much should you go for? I'm going to play my guys, Torres, Ojeda, the big stars, Cara, to try and get them a goal, get them some minutes, or or how much you say I'm going to rest them and save them for the Tigres game? That that's the real question for this one. I I would start my regular squad with Cara as my nine, and uh, and we'll do the lineup in just a moment. But I need to kill DC the first half. So I need to be at least up one or two goals. If I'm up one or two goals against DC in the first half, then I make the substitutions right there and there. So I'll start, for example, putting yeah. Kyle Smith. You know, I start putting Kyle Smith. I start putting Cartagena. Or maybe have Cartagena start with, with uh, Araujo. Or, you know, um, take Rodrigo out. You know, uh, take a stone. Offensively, we have to play guys like Torres and Ojeda to try and get them 
you know, going in the offense to get them attacking flow wise, get them some goals, like get them, you know, really get them started, you know, getting an open play goal. We still haven't got an open play goal. We've had three games that that's a problem. So I think you got to give right. them a half. I think you're totally right. Do that. Give them a half at least. Give them maybe even 60 minutes to try and make something happen. And then as soon as they do, get them out of there and save them save them for Tigres. So they have a Iceland defender now as well. He played with Inos uh, Dagardan. So I will say play Dagardan. I, I think he should maybe start him in Cartagena. Like you have to find a rotation, but you have to have people that move the ball around in the first half, because I think you have to, we have to cap, we have the chance of capitalizing on this team in the first half. I mean, um, we have a better squad than they do. Um, and, uh, well, I, that's the, the strength we have over DC is that squad depth. So I think rotate defensively. I would love to see that. And we've shown that we, we did that against Cincy and we were okay. You know, and we're fine. So maybe rotate defensively, rotate in the midfield. But I, I still want to see Ojeda and Torres out there to get them a chance to get some goals. But I totally agree. Like, let's bring in Dagger Dan. You know, I can see Kyle Smith starting this one. Um, like, we'll, we'll go over the lineup in a second. But I definitely think a mix for this game, but with the strikers and the wingers being the, the first team choices. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we're going to play. Uh, thank you to Orlando City Communications for the footage. Uh, I want to go ahead and um, play um, the B-roll that uh, they sent us for for media uh, for the training. You know, we can see there. Uh, you can see Duncan McGuire and Jer and, and uh, Jack Lynn. Look, scoring in the scoring. In the, look, Gaston. You see Dugger Dan? I think they should play. Shaq, look at Shaq right there. Nice cross. See Dagger. See Dagger and Gaston. Uh, Kyle, there you go. Nice. Nice score. You see, so we might see Felipe, even Felipe Martins making a debut in this game. I mean, I think really it, I, this one, like, predict. Team the lineup for it's, it's very. I think you could ask ten people to write down their lineup for this DC game, and they would give you ten different lineups. Like it, it's so many different scenarios of who who could be played and and how what Poppy is thinking about how many minutes he wants to play who before the Tigres game. It's is a difficult part of being a manager is is picking the lineup for a game like this. That's right. And uh, let's play uh, what Robin Jensen said regarding um, the game coming up. To, to go in there and, and come out with a shutout. It was great. Uh, I think talking we about had, Tigres. Uh, I we think. had a good game. We played a smart game. Uh, when we didn't have the ball, everyone was working in the defense and uh, did a great work. And then we were a little bit more like Orlando when we had the ball. We played a little bit more like, like we normally do and uh, kept the ball a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, coming out of Mexico with a draw for uh, for the second leg with a clean sheet, um, I think uh, a lot of teams would have taken that and then yeah, definitely. prepare for the second leg. What's the approach with DC away and then Tigres home in such a massive game? Oh, there you go. 
we saw them some rotation against Cincinnati where you came in and played the second half. How do you guys approach that and, and make sure that everybody's good for Wednesday night? The approach we have is that we're going to go to D.C. and get the three points. Uh, that's the first thing we have in our mind. And then, uh, that's then the we spirit. have the Tigres after that. And, but the first main objective is to get three points against D.C. on the road. Uh, right now, we, we travel a lot and have a tight schedule. So uh, I think uh, manage the, the squad and uh, have everyone uh, being ready for... Uh, for being the next man up is uh, very important, and we need uh, everyone uh, to uh, to get in there and get everything. Yeah, so pretty much we need everyone to step up because that we're gonna need some fresh legs. We we, we need to step up, guys. So, and I, I believe that's some uh, some hints there. You know, yeah, the next they're, go, they're up, gonna rotate. The next, I think they're gonna they're he, gonna they're gonna he's rotate. Talking about that squad depth. That's needed. Yeah, for sure. They're going. They're going to rotate. That's why. That's why we have this deep squad. But I don't. I think it's hard though because if you if you rotate too much and you lose to DC, everyone's going to be like MLS is the most important thing. Why are you not playing your best <laughs> players, right? So even if you do that, you're a genius if you rotate and you win, right? Like I thought he was a genius because we rotated for Cincy and we got a draw out of that, and I was like, that was pretty good to get that result with that squad out there. If he rotates and wins against DC with a second, you know, reserve team squad, even away. If you lose, if you lose, then everyone's going to be hounding on you for losing to DC. You know, should be three points, right? On the calendar, you're expecting a win against what is considered a lower end Eastern side. So it's it's a difficult risk, and I think it's got to be a balance. I think there'll be like Cincy. We'll see. We'll see a balance of some starters and some rotated guys and i think guys like uh gonzalez like you were saying is a perfect game yeah for him. like yeah, i would love to this, see gonzalez in the starting line i get i i can put my money right now that this will be probably the starting squad for Orlando city against dc i mean we, we i saw it in the video like so it was kyle it was i mean i even saw Shaq. so i mean if you really want to do the line of three right here. You uh, can put Shaq where Holiday is. Is maybe Ojeda gets in there as well. But Ojeda did yeah. play a full like 90 minutes at right. Tigres, right? He didn't get subbed out, I don't think. Or yeah. did he right at the end? I, I don't know. But he did play a lot of minutes, so maybe not. I, I would love to see Ojeda in that starting lineup, though, and Torres in that starting lineup, like I said, just because they need to get minutes. I'm sorry. They need to get goals. They got to... <laughs> they gotta start scoring. Right. So if we do, Hopefully if we do soon. our squad, uh, if we do our squad for, for against DC, who will you? Who Overall, will you start? a very similar lineup to what we saw with Cincy. Maybe, maybe a few different guys here or there. Schlegel and still you play Jensen. Hello. Yeah. There you go. Okay, you're you're back. Okay. So so you put Schlegel and Jensen then? Yeah, Schlegel for sure. I think it'll be Schlegel and Jensen. But although I could see Salim. Yeah, that could be another one. Like you could do the the three right here, right? The three right here, uh one winger here, uh one winger here. Right, the three 
right there like that. That could be it. Um, so who will you who will you go for your three? I'm, I'm back. Sorry about that. Connection issues. Um, Salim, for me, I think would be in there. I think you're right. I think he played really well against Cincy. And uh, I don't know if we're going to go for this three at the back, though. I think we just did that because that's what Cincy's lining up as. I think it'll still be four at the back. And so I think can it's see him four? resting Jansen, for real. I could see Salim, Schlegel, and maybe resting Petrasso. And maybe Mikey too. So I like Kyle, maybe Kyle Smith at the left back. Yeah. And then possibly Alex Freeman at right back. Or who else would you put in at right back if you're playing Kyle Smith? Uh, is Santos ready to play? You could put Santos. You could put Santos. I was thinking Santos maybe rotate. I, I just don't, I don't think you want to play. If Petrasso is really our only, I think you know, we should put Petrasso. Starting left back, we got to save him. Yeah. Or at least take him out early if you are going to start him. Yeah, you yeah, could also tough, put... It's a uh, tough one, this lineup. To yeah. Call it. it is. I think Tagardana is going to be in there. I think you're right about yeah. that. I, I think Cartagena is going to start. I think you're right about that. I can, I see, gonna I, be... I can see a Rujo being rested. Cartagena, Dagger. Uh, yeah. and, as, and as you're 10, uh, uh, I think here uh, the top three... Should be the um, other one is Shaq Muhammad could get some minutes possibly. Right, right. Maybe, 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 maybe what we could, maybe what you could see is this Smith and then Shaq right here. And Shaq played that right back position. Right, but he's more of like a win back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he he will be all over here. Maybe they'll try that. I mean, I would like to see Shaq right there. I mean, he knows how to defend. He knows how to. How to yeah. attack, but I mean, um, for for now maybe, we got maybe Holiday, Alex right? Freeman will get the start. I don't know. I maybe. think probably Smith at left back to cover instead of Petrasso. I could see that most likely. Okay, so as your ten, so. I was still, I was still start with. Uh, I will rest uh, Mauricio Pereira. That that'll be that that'll be my my call. Yeah, uh, I, I don't it, think he's done very well recently anyway so i'm i'm fine with resting him for this game i will put i will put ojeda and i will put facundo right here put, just because like i said exactly they just because the we need, they need the goals yeah yeah and they need to and definitely gaston on that left yeah side. i'll put gaston right here and i will rest on gulo it will be yeah, yeah and then i will put gaston right yeah maybe right here maybe mcguire but i think it's going to be Kara. I would love for it to be Maguire, but I think it's going to be Urgent Kara, in my opinion. I think it's going to be Urgent Kara right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I, the only questionable one there is is uh, Freeman for me. I, 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 can, I, I think we're going to not play Mikey at right back. I think he will be rested. The question is, if you're going to rest Petrasso and bring Smith in to be the replacement left back, who is your replacement right back if that scenario happens? Right. I mean, you could I put, I mean, there's, I mean, there's so many options. I mean, you could there's have Freeman, but I maybe Jansen will play another game. Or maybe you can even have, I mean, in which they case, could, that changes I mean, they, things too. Maybe I mean, they Santos could put, is ready to play a game. Maybe. I mean, maybe Santos is ready to play a game, or, or maybe it'll be 
Um, and again, this is this is this could probably be a, a you know another option. You could have uh, Jensen right here with Schlegel, and then Salim and yeah. Smith. So That's another option. Right back. He's a center back, but I'm sure he could he could definitely do well as a right back. I mean, he has this. Yeah. We've seen he has the speed. I mean, the speed he has. He's 21. He's a Syracuse. He wants yeah. he wants an opportunity to play. If he's able to play as a as a win back, and we you know he could be that win back we're looking for. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's a win-win for us. This is these are the this is the game for us to definitely experiment with this. But I mean, then again, I think if we um, start Petrasso and Holiday, then you got to take them off at like the 60th minute sort of thing. Like I don't want them right. playing a whole game before because those two are our best fullbacks, and we need them healthy and and full fitness for uh, for next Wednesday. So. Yeah, so this I mean, I, I could think this be could... what what we go for. I think there's definitely some some guys we've got in there that are right, like Dagger Dam. I can see starting. I can see Salim starting. I can see Gonzalez starting. I can see Kyle Smith starting. I think those are all very likely rotation options. Outside of that, it's it's hard to say. But... Let's read some comments here. It says Bob Camango. Thank you so much. Qué pasa, chicos? Was in Colombia for three weeks and saw some OCSC shirts and hats. As I traveled around, good to represent. There you go, my friend. Love That's it. Fantastic. Yeah, there you go. The more, more common. I think Faku Jim D says, I have I think Faku might have a new pressure and stress due to being a dad soon. He's young and has a lot of pressure. Might be affecting him his game a bit. Uh, could be. Let's see, Jim D. Uh Rooney's a master of the dark arts. I think this is a perfect match to go for it and get the attack working. I agree. Etromic, that's good for us in the long run. Maybe he won't leave us uh, this uh, this summer, and we have him for the playoffs. Correct. Etromic, Schlegel and Jensen been working surprisingly well so far. I agree. Al Negron says, "I love you, John. I love you, dude." But it's Cartagena, <laughs> no Cartagena. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. my my Spanish pronunciation yeah. is terrible. I apologize. Yeah, my... It's okay, man. My Venezuelan girlfriend will will be laughing at me for my being told <laughs> off for not being able to pronounce the names properly. She's always telling me, "No, you said it wrong. You said it wrong." I said, "I'm sorry." This is. Uh, I would like to see Gonzo play more games now that he's healthy. He looked good on Tuesday, Chad Elders. I agree. I think we should keep uh, Gaston Gonzalez right there to start. I think that'd be. Uh, I think that'd be a great. Uh, good to have him uh, lose some legs now. In, in my opinion. Uh, this DC game is is definitely winnable, even with our B squad. Um, I think we have the depth to definitely capitalize. Some keys for me that we need to break the Rooney curse, right? We need to break the Rooney curse. So um, we have uh, that. I'm not going to play the clip, but you guys probably remember Will Johnson, now part of the Crusaders, loses the ball. Rooney takes off. And sets up a chip goal from midfield that it just had these. Everyone in the MLS talked about DC about that goal the whole time. So uh, since that point, a rivalry was wow. created to, with DC. Now you that you're actually and then that was the you, game that we threw it away with the last exactly two goals when he was their manager last season. So yeah, they they're kind of like a what's like they're like a bogey team for us weirdly yeah but they're not that great we should be able to beat them 
And, you know, looking at their lineup, like Benteke is a, is a great striker, but, you know, you got to put the ball to his feet. Like he's not a mobile striker. He's going to be in the box. So as long as we keep it away from Benteke, you know, they got Matthias Klitsch, I think his name is the guy who came over from Leeds and midfield. He's a very right. good center midfielder, you know, but outside of that, I'm not seeing a lot of threats in this team, you know, and depth. Yeah. They don't have a lot of depth. So, you know, they will be rested, though. Unlike us, they won't have played a week, a game in the week. So they will have had now, a full uh, week of rest. However, I'm just I don't see where a lot of goals are coming for out of this DC team. Um, I, I think it's important for us to get the W to get this guy back right here. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. You know, you know, people, you know, I, I, I love the way he plays. He's a fantastic player, top talent in, in South America. But you have to understand, you know, he has not he's not been as uh, as a protagonist of of the of the novel call Orlando City lately. He, he's been a secondary actor. Uh, I, I feel like against Tigres. He's he was trying not to get hit, so he was trying to avoid contact. Uh, he's, he was trying to play rough, and uh, these are the type of games that when you are the DP, you have to show a little bit more. I mean, I don't know if his leadership, but I just feel like he hasn't really looked as sharp as I thought as as he did before. Um, he, we need to have him lead the offense. I mean, Mauricio Pereira, unfortunately, he cannot lead our offense right now. Not because he can't. It's because, I mean, Facundo Torres should be our breakout star, you know. And uh, whether you're pressing the ball, which I will recommend him to start doing, to be more defensively minded, not just going in the attack. It's not all about dribbling. It's also about recouping the ball. Um, you know, you have to, maybe it's just nerves. Uh, maybe he was just nervous against Tigres. I mean, he played in Peñarol. Peñarol is a bigger club and a bigger fan base than Tigres. I highly doubt, and their stadium is, I think it's a better stadium than, than, than the one from Tigres. Um, the fans are much closer. I, I, I don't think it's he's scared of Tigres. I just think he was just maybe afraid of getting injured. And, and playing his game at a level that he should play because of maybe injuries. I don't know. What are your thoughts regarding that? I, I think it's a bigger issue this this whole season with Tara so far. He hasn't really got going. Like he hasn't really started. And I don't I don't know whether what was going on in January with potential moves to Arsenal, whether that has affected him, because sometimes that's something that can affect players. They think they're getting a big move to Europe and then it doesn't happen. And then they suddenly drop off their their play at their club they're still at, right? So maybe that is it. The other thing I think more likely is that the fact that we brought Ojeda in and things are a little bit different for him in that attack. And the flow is different with Mauricio moving further back into the midfield. It's not the same as it was last year. And I see him, I think, trying to do the same things as last year and maybe the gameplay isn't quite the same style for him and it's taking him a little bit longer to figure out but something is causing him to not look like Torres that we saw last year and I'm hoping that this DC game he gets that opportunity and he you know does a great 
left-footed curler into the top corner, and then that's it, and Torres is off, and then he goes on a run of four. That's what we need to happen. But I think until he gets that first goal, then he'll really start going. And the same thing with Ojeda. I, you know, I think people are worried about him. But Well, I expected him we to. I mean, we know he's a very good player. Look at his stats yeah. in Argentina. Just Yeah, he killed it. Sometimes they're not yeah. instantly amazing. But that doesn't I, mean they're a bad player. Like just and it might take yeah, a minute, but patience. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I I just want to say uh, one of the one of the things that I noticed from South America to the MLS, the intensity. A lot of a lot of Spanish uh, South American players don't expect the intensity to be this big for for the MLS, and when they get here, um, a defensive minded player like maybe Araujo is able to adapt faster because he already has the skill to recoup the ball. Now, when it comes to the MLS, let's say, for example, Driussi. You see Driussi in Austin getting involved in the attack and defending as well. So you have to do the dual role. In order for you to get used to that, it takes a little bit of time. Now, Ojeda was solely attacking-minded in Godoy Cruz. Solely attacking-minded. So o Ojeda was in charge of leading that offense. So I feel now he him here played a secondary in a way, Robin. He was Batman in Argentina. Now he's Robin, right? So he needs to adapt to that plus the intensity of the league because people downplay the MLS in South America, but the intensity is much higher than many countries uh, except maybe Brazil. But the intensity is huge. Um, so I think it's it's about it's about time. I think he says what's happening with Ojeda, Chad Elders, kind of disappointed so far. Really had high hopes. Uh, had hopes he would come out and make an immediate difference. Right. Uh, totally agree with you, sir. Uh, Jim D. Defenders uh, know he's going to cut to cut in to get on his left foot. Ojeda uh, ends up central right where he's cutting in and carries also occupying that space. Very crowded he, he's area. Talking about Torres. And yeah, Ojeda, Torres, which yeah. is I, I agree, Jim D. That that's exactly what I'm talking about yeah. with those two needing to figure out what's yep. happening in that attacking play. And maybe there's an argument to say we play four three three, right? And don't have an attacking midfielder at all and put Torres on one wing and Ojeda on the other wing and let them have all that attacking midfielder space and play Mauricio and Dagger Dan as, you know, deeper midfielders. We saw we saw that at times before with Torres and it opened up space without having a number 10 there. And I, I think it's that is something that's happening a lot, that exact scenario that was just laid out. But more than that, it's the other way also. It's when Ojeda is moving wants to move into the space, Torres is in his way. So they they just not quite understanding how each other play. And because they're too you know, if this was a chessboard, that's your king and queen on the board, right? So they're your most important pieces. Those are the pieces that you got to figure out how they work and how they move together. So when that starts to click, then I think our whole offense will click. But part of the reason that um, Enrique or more mobile striker is so important is because it's not going to click when you've got Carr in there, who's not willing to make the runs and play the way that Poppy wants to play. So first thing is get those guys firing and then add in a striker that can also keep that same flow and not inhibit those guys from playing the way that they want to play. Yeah. Um, you know, 
a huge opportunity for Orlando, heavy rotation. I really hope that we see Duncan McGuire. I think uh, that's another key key point for what's coming up against DC. Hopefully he gets some minutes. Uh, I have a feeling that Oscar is going to go for Kara because um, we didn't see him against Tigres. <laughs> but uh, you can definitely tell that Ramiro Enrique, pressing-wise, doing that dual role, attack and defend, uh, he fits the MLS. So he fits very well. If he's potentially had a knock or is a little bit, you know, injured, no. then definitely save him for Tigres. Like, we don't know. No, he, to... well, so I agree. R- 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 um, Duncan McGuire would be great. I'd love to see him. So my sources say uh, when it comes to the club that Ramiro Enrique, he was just, I mean, everyone that played against Tigres, they did um, different works um, in at the gym. So they're all, they're all fit. Uh, it's just okay. that they were doing so no like, r- yeah, recovering. Yeah, they were doing, recover, you know, recovery uh, at, yeah. at the gym uh, on March 9th before traveling to D.C. So uh, let's see. I would like to see uh, two two up top. I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, there, there, there's going to be games. Maybe this is a game that we could see two up top as well. You know, yeah. I just I, I, I have a feeling the, the way. You got to play the back five if you're going to play two up top. I think that's yeah. necessary. But we yeah, can five, do that. Three, two. An option. Five, you basically three, play two, how yeah. since he played, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's, I don't know if that's one that we've got ready to go, you know. <laughs> I think we're going to see the four, two, three, one, most likely. Yeah. So let's uh, recap real quick uh, our, our prediction for the starting 11. It will be. Galese up as an, our number one. Freeman, Salim, Schlegel, and Smith. Uh, two in the mid. Uh, Cartagena and Dagger Dan right there uh, as your 10. Ojeda, right wing Facundo, left wing Gonzalez, Gaston Gonzalez, and right up top as your nine, uh, Ergen Cara. Um, so that 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 could be our that, that's a prediction for the game against DC. I really want to thank everyone that was at the show today. About 13 people live right now. If you just got here and you want to, you missed the whole first part of the show, rewind it and watch it again. Drop us a like. Drop your comments. We'll read them on the next show as well. If you're listening to it, thank you so much for listening to our show. Um, be aware that to answer the survey right at um, Spotify uh, and Apple Podcasts that we're going to leave right there. And uh, what are your predictions? Uh, what's your score prediction there, John, for tomorrow? I think we got a 3-1 win at D.C. Actually, no. I make that 3-0. I don't think they score. And I think finally we we score early, and then, like, the floodgates open, and then we just, you know, it, it's going to happen at some point. So why not this game? At some point, we will we will start firing in the goals. So this is the game. I'm excited. I believe Orlando wins uh, two goals to nil. Another shout out. I think uh, the goals is going to be from Abdi Salim of a header. And it's going to be uh, my boy, Wilder Cartagena, hopefully. He, he, he makes his both scoring debuts from Abdi and from Wilder, hopefully. So, knock on wood. If, uh, I mean, if either Dagger Dan or Duncan yeah, that'd be great. Score, I'm, going, I'm going crazy. Like, I'm yeah. going to 
Beers yeah, are everywhere. If, it's gonna be gonna be. Yeah, nice. if Duncan if Duncan Maguire score. scores, uh, we got a new a new attacker for sure. He's gonna go off. He's not gonna stop scoring. Yeah, I think I at agree. this rate, anybody who scores, you're gonna make the lineup. Right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Sort of, sort of. Whoever yeah. wants to start putting goals in the back of the net, you're gonna put yourself in the team because because uh, no one's putting them in the net right now. Yeah, so. Well, we'll probably have AC, maybe hopefully having a couple of minutes, maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes uh, to get going for Tigres. But I want to thank everyone. Uh, Chad Elders, Jim D, Al Negron, Apopka Mango, Etromic. Uh, now I want to do say uh, right now on our chat, uh, right there at the, on YouTube, there is our Discord server. You guys can join. It's completely free. If you want to talk OCSC 24-7, uh, we're right there. We're available. Uh, and also, if you're on Facebook and you're really not so much of a Discord, Twitter, or Instagram person, uh, I'm sending you the group. We have a group on Facebook. Uh, it's uh, LPO. Uh, it's called the Orlando City Informed Discussion Group. <laughs> because the other groups that we were part of they they don't they, I guess they I guess they don't want uh I don't know you know they don't want podcasts I don't know they're they're the little they'll, it's it's like a, it's like a frat a fraternity like you gotta earn your your enter you, you you can't even post anything on their wall or nothing it's like get away from my Facebook group so we created a we created one it's right there. Um, everything I go cover, I'll be there against Tigres. Uh, I already got my credential. So LPO is going to have uh, pictures, going to have uh, the press conference, everything uh, for you guys. So, um, John, anything else you want to add before we go? No, nothing more for me. Just really excited for uh, this huge game against Tigres and encourage everybody to come out. I know it's a Wednesday night. But this is a massive game, and we really want to show Huge game. you know what we're all about. Like we uh, we went there, and you saw how loud and how passionate their fans yeah. are. I want to see the same, you know, loudness and passion from our fans, and you know the wall and and everything that it can be. Just like when we know, like the Open Cup final, where it's a packed house. Get behind the boys, and uh, let's get a, a big win on. Saturday against DC, and then, you know, a huge, huge game on, on Wednesday. So I'm excited for a big win. Let's go. All right, guys. Uh, let's go. Vamos Orlando. Take care, guys. Vamos, Vamos Orlando. Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our Purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando and on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening and vamos Orlando.